Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Big Show teaches some respect, a monstrous triple threat, a must-see son of a gold medalist, and the Beast returns. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Whoa! <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh. <laughs> this is adorable. I still know all these lyrics from like a, being a little kid. Drink a lot of beer. You should be good, but happy because there's something you can eat. A million people every day starving in the street. Your daddy's in the gutter. I can't. I, I will go the whole song. <laughs> you really do know it. You remember in the water? There's poison in the sky, and we'll be alone before we're all gonna die. It's because it's Johnny's birthday. Happy birthday, Johnny LaCosta. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you, Mark B. Donica. That's lovely of you. <laughs> so I know oh, he you've never you've never heard that song though. Surprisingly, no. I'm a big fan of the weirdest of owls, but I don't, I'm not familiar with this one. This is from his very ever first album. That's, That's why. yeah, it's before the uh, in 3D that got him famous. This is like the previous one. Yeah. So and he's like in a deep library. He's very his, his library is so oh, yeah. deep. Oh, very deep. Anyways, thank you guys. What's happening? Let's get going here. This is the uh, Raw After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Johnny LaQuasto here at Jay Quasto. The lovely lady next to me. You see her every single week on Marvel Movie News, Screen Junkies News. Find her on Twitter. I'm Marquia McCarty. She's Marquia McCarty. Uh, yeah, and that's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And um, yeah, glad to be here, especially because this is actually the first time I knew that it was your birthday. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> he has it every yes. year, though. It's I an know. annual event. I, mean, I know. I've been doing yeah. this show for over a year. This is like the first time for his Mark birthday. Mark it on your calendar. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't advertise it. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah. What is Current this? subject to change. Exactly. I yeah. might change my birthday to another day. Who knows? That's, that's smart. <laughs> Just keep them guessing, hobo. Absolutely. And that meant, right, there's a former championship wrestling from Hollywood, Hollywood Heritage Champion. He has worked for the WWE. I'm talking SmackDown, Raw, NXT. Has wrestled all over the world, including Australia. Find him on Twitter at True Hobo. At True Hobo. hobo. I was uh, just in Vegas this last weekend. That town, man, it just does not like me. I don't what? know what it what is. What happened? What happened? Well, yeah, I, I, I get in. I got a, a match. I meet Sammy Callahan, go in there, and I bring my stuff. I'm not scheduled to be on the event. They say to me, hey, you want a spot? And they give me a spot, and wouldn't you know it, it's it's. I'm in a, in a multi-man tag team match. It was an eight-man elimination-style tag match. Okay. Uh-huh. There's a dude does a dirty a dirty blind tag, and all of a sudden I'm flat on my back, one, two, three, and I'm out of it. And I, I didn't even see the tag. Huh. I, uh, I, the town doesn't like me. Was this in oh. downtown Vegas? No, well, it was uh, It was the Silverton Casino. Sure. Wrestling for FSW. Mm-hmm. I got it, got it. And, uh, yeah, I was I was just supremely disappointed with, with my own performance. 
It was it was just a sad day to be a hobo. So you huh? got hit from behind, did not see the tag, and next thing you know, you're out for the three. Yeah, count. I got a man, and I'm working him, I'm giving him his, my best shot, so yeah. he's on the rope, and all of a sudden I feel a tap on my shoulder, and there's a man behind me. I'm like, son of a, I throw a punch at him. He ducks it, ducks twice, and all of a sudden he's caught me up, and he gives me what I can only describe as a modified angle slam. A guy is taller than me, so I get dropped about seven feet. Sure. I get the shoulder up just after the three count on a tag I didn't even see. You know what they say, sometimes you eat the ring, and sometimes the ring eats you. Yeah, I'm feeling it today. The ride back was rough, man. That's a that's a long a long ride when you're not the winner. Yeah. You know, you got that nice high. Yeah. When you win a match, you're like, I can I can ride the rails all night long. But all of a sudden, that five hours starts to feel like 10, and you just go, I want to get Not get to mention the heat, here. the heat driving back from Vegas. Yeah. yeah. You get used to it. Yeah. You, you do it's it's one of those things where if you if you just steep in it it's like a warm bath you just kind of let it wash over you and eventually your internal temperature normalizes to the external and it's just you, you adapt humans are adaptable they're like roaches and most importantly <laughs> you live to fight another day that's true I am here fighting my own mouth to get words out so. there you go and the man right next to him he's a second city veteran and he's working on an incredible film with Rocky Romero and I uh, might be in it as well you find him on Twitter at Mark Warzeka. He's Guys, I'm just hoping every day that somehow Kurt Angle is my real father. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I could say that kind of. There's a, a chance. Uh, maybe in the brow area. Maybe well, thank you. I'll yeah. take it. Thank you. Have you won any medals or even ribbons? Not yet. Not even with a broken friggin' neck. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Don't take this the wrong way, but you got, you got a little salt and pepper going on. What is the age difference between you? And <laughs> Probably about five years. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there Kurt Angle. Go. Kurt Angle is a virile guy. He might have got it started early. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> nope. I'm not getting anywhere near that. <laughs> and of course, the man on the ones and twos, he is the Wizard of Our Oz. You find him on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. He's Mark B. Donica. Because I have a huge head. Yeah. yeah. That's where the Wizard of Oz jokes comes in. Hi, and you, everybody. And it's you have a good laugh. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Pay no attention. <laughs> Well, Monday Night Raw emanated from my home state of uh, Pennsylvania. Mm. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, <laughs> Pittsburgh. You. Yeah, Pittsburgh, baby. 21 years since Kurt Angle won the gold medal. How about that milestone? Wow. Mm. I watched the special last week. It's incredible, man. Oh, it's I heard it's great. I heard it's great, right? What is so great about it? It's just a really authentic, realistic look at this guy's life. It just tells a story. And yeah. the fact that, you know, he grew up in a wrestling family, he was like the least talented wrestler of his family growing up. His older yeah. brothers were all better than him, and he was just one of those guys that put a chip on his shoulder and just worked his ass off. Next thing you know, he's like a late bloomer. He got good really fast, like late in high school, uh-huh. and then just dominated after that. And then uh, won the gold medal. Um, this is, I think at one point during the qualifiers, he felt something in his neck, like a crunching noise. And just wrestled through it. Wow. <laughs> so he didn't know that he had the, the broken friggin' neck uh, when um, he won? He, he wasn't aware of it? From what I remember, he kind of knew in the Olympics, uh-huh. but he couldn't. He wasn't going to take himself out. Right. He wasn't going to say what, anything. What are your options <laughs> there? Yeah. You either wrestle for gold or you go, my neck kind of hurts. Maybe I'll sit this one out. Yeah. You don't have a whole lot of options. What's crazy about this is, though, it tells... I didn't realize he had so many different issues. Like, he broke his neck multiple times, and I think uh. they kept some of those a secret because I only recall a couple of the surgeries. He had multiple surgeries, and just thinking about the pain that he went through, you kind of understand in a certain way why he had the problems that he had with medications because 
I can only imagine the pain that he went through. And it was also a family problem. It wasn't just sure. his. It was you know, addiction ran in his family, so it was, in a way, kind of a, a matter of time before he ended up picking up where his. It was his a perfect storm in the most unperfect way. Absolutely. Unfortunately for him, and you know, thank God he straightened everything out, and he's a great family man now. And hell, we see him every Monday on Raw, which. I bet the people of Pittsburgh never thought they would see Kurt Angle open a Monday Night Raw. Right. Yeah. He is a great family man with his new son. Yeah. Back home with his new son. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he brought him home. Yeah. Yeah. Pat him on the, yeah, he brought him home, yes, right? Homecoming for both of them. Indeed. <laughs> so we started off, it was a lovely segment where Kurt just thanked all the fans for, you know, supporting him throughout his whole career. As he's leaving the ring, well, the beast is not waiting any longer. Him and Paul Heyman hit the ring. And Paul Heyman, playing a little wordplay, said, I know the angle you're going for. You want to get Brock Lesnar out of the WWE. We want the title off of him. And he basically said, look, if Brock Lesnar does not keep the title at SummerSlam, he's out. This is probably the most intelligent thing I've heard anybody say in a long time. (laughs) Paul Paul Heyman is the the only guy paying attention to everything that's going on. Mm, He understands the ins and outs of the political life that goes on behind the scenes. And he is able to really understand why Brock Lesnar is in this situation. It has nothing to do with with who's supposed to be where and all of... it's, It's just meant... To put Brock Lesnar in a position so that the title can be, let's say, separated from its current owner so that it stays exactly where it is because they aren't sure if contractually he's going to be with WWE or UFC coming up. And Paul Heyman flat out called it out. Which smart. Which mm-hmm. love you know, that. Marquia, we saw over the weekend John Bones Jones. I mean, what a what a miraculous recovery awesome. that guy had from awesome. you know being suspended and having legal issues. All of a sudden, he just dominates in his match versus Cormier, and he yeah. says afterwards, "Hey, Brock Lesnar, do you want to get your ass kicked by someone forty pounds lighter than you?" <laughs> I mean, uh, I love it. I love it when people have a mouth on them. That's like the best <laughs> possible thing. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, John Jones cut a wrestling promo for sure. <laughs> he did. Um, but yeah, this uh, this whole thing with uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Uh, I'm on board with this because it felt like we were just talking about this last week mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, we want the Universal Championship to mean something. And then I brought up the very logical conclusion that Finn Balor would be second. You know, I disagree. Time <laughs> Universal you saw champion. me shaking your head? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. shaking my head in. Right. I disagree. So, yeah, so, yeah, this is ingenious. If he doesn't win, then, yeah, he's out of the picture for a while. I'm A-OK with that because, you know what? He's been out of the picture anyway. It ra- yeah, it raises the stakes on the match a little bit. That's a good thing. Yeah. But it also takes takes the liability away from Brock Lesnar. If Brock Lesnar doesn't win, it's not because he wasn't good enough. It's because politically they put him in a position where he was destined to lose. Right. It mm-hmm. doesn't take anything away from his stock. It's yeah. it's a brilliant way of explaining it, and Heyman does the perfect job somebody in his position would do. If you're managing a client, you're going to say, my client is the best wrestler ever, win or lose, because if he loses, it's not his fault. And you're right, it was yeah. brilliant, but Mark, you know, my issue is this whole thing of, oh, if he loses the title, he's out. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder, you know, Brock Lesnar just retired from the MMA, I don't know, six months ago, mm-hmm. maybe eight months. I forget exactly what the time frame was, but is he really thinking? I mean, look, when you're a top-notch athlete, someone challenges you, 
I mean, is he really thinking about going back? It's tough to tell. I think that he, um, at the very least, is a very uh, smart negotiator, and he has a and he has a good buddy named Paul Heyman who probably helps him a lot with those negotiations, right? So no matter what, I don't think it hurts Brock Lesnar one bit because his contract with WWE is up soon. I think it's up at WrestleMania. It probably doesn't help him one bit uh, from a negotiation standpoint for Vince McMahon to know there's another company out here who really wants me that'll pay me a lot of money to go there and have a few more fights if you're not willing to give me a fantastic contract when mine is up. So I think that that's at play too. I mean, John Jones and Brock Lesnar, that would be a hell of a gate. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of a freak show fight, but who cares? Well, look at Mayweather I mean, McGregor. Yeah, There's going right? to be a freakier it, show than that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, who cares? It'd get a ton of press. It'd be a huge buy rate. Brock Lesnar could make a lot of money in one night. Uh, I mean, he'd probably make more in one night than he makes his WWE contract in a year. Re- legitimately, yeah. Yeah. With yeah, as big as that fight would be. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm sure he's going to look at it. And maybe another question is would Vince let him have the fight while under contract with WWE still, mm-hmm. which he did did uh, allow when uh, Lesnar fought Mark Hunt, but the way that played out was a little bit of bad press <laughs> sure. for everybody involved. So I don't know if Vince would would want him to do that again while under contract. Well, Lesnar handled Mark Hunt, but what about Jones? I he mm. only, arguably, he only handled Hunt because he was enhanced at the time. Good point. Do Good not point. forget, he peed dirty. Yeah, he did. You yeah. can't erase that. That's you can't forget dirty. It. You gotta get some peeing dirty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but against Jones, that's tough. Jones has got so much length. He's like a, yep. he's like a slender man. And uh, Not the movie. He, well... Still, he'd be the slender man to Brock Lesnar. Sure. How did he put the how did he put the hurt on Comier? He hit him right in the chin with mm-hmm. that shin. And that's that's all you need. You look that's that's they're almost the same, Lesnar and Cormier, because of their wrestling background. Right, right. And that's how you put the lights out on a wrestler is you outstrike him. Right. Now if 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 Lesnar could manage to get on the inside, then maybe he'd have a shot. But still I think Jones would play the distance game, and uh, he'd keep Lesnar as far away as he can while landing as much damage as he can, especially on the face and the jaw area, and let that speak for itself. And good info here from Joseph Boza. Brock signed a five-year deal that's up after WrestleMania. He's leaning towards not resigning. Now, Marquia, when we have this whole stipulation, if Brock loses, he's out. Does that just guarantee us? Like, Does that kind of give it away that, well, he's definitely not going to keep this title? Well, the thing that I was thinking of with it is that it it definitely raises the stakes. Right. Because we know with a fatal four-way, I mean, it's a really good chance he's not walking out with that belt. If you also put on the stipulation of, you know what, we're in such a bad position that if you do this, we're gone. We're gone early. Good luck. We're going to activate that stipulation in our contract that you know that we have that limits what, the next three appearances that he'd have to, like, one? (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I I think it adds some more spice to the stew for Mm. this. Sure. Certainly added the conversation tonight. I'll be honest, I didn't see that coming. Jones is saying all these amazing things about Cormier's, you know, being very humble, especially. He's he's lucky to be back in after everything that he he really went through with legally. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, by the way, Brock Lesnar, Ah, let's go. Like, what? Wow, okay. 
I don't know. Just pretty incredible uh, to see. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, it wasn't even part of his post match interview. Like the post match, the post fight interview ended, and then and then Jones like came back and got the microphone to call out Lesnar, which was pretty great. It's it's <laughs> something that really does, like you said, spice the stew. It's going to make things very interesting. And yeah. and hell, who wouldn't pay to see that fight? I just don't mm-hmm. want to see Brock leave WWE. I don't mind the fact that he's a special event and a part timer and only shows up when he wants to. I think that makes the title to me. It makes the title matches that much more special. I know some people would disagree with me on that, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I do know that Lesnar's been dealing with a lot of sassy mouthed people lately. <laughs> I mean, everybody on the sassy. mic. They've they've just they've had no problem slinging words at him. Yeah, at all, especially Samoa Joe, which is why he's he's edging up into my favor. <laughs> no doubt. All right, moving on. The first match of the evening, the Hardys taking on Gallows and Anderson. And, uh, of course, the Revival on commentary. I enjoyed the heck out of the Revival on commentary. Oh, yeah. They were <laughs> really entertaining. Him, Them and Corey. This is where Corey's at his best, when he's got someone else on commentary who knows how to yes and. And, unfortunately, with Booker on commentary, it's just not there. <laughs> Corey, can't, yeah. Corey can't really jab at Booker. Because he doesn't want to, ha- he doesn't. He's not taking it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And so when the revival are there, they have that yes and back and forth. It's really good. Yeah. There's a good interplay that doesn't quite happen with Booker all the time. Booker's just doing his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Corey needs to change his tactics a little more. Find a different way to go at it with Booker. I don't. I don't know if you can. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can only give somebody so much before they. You just go. Well, I'm done. What can I say? Yeah. And I, occasionally he would throw. Booker a softball. Yeah. So, Book, what do you think about that? And then Booker would kind of intercede, but there's there really is no interplay. Yeah. It, yeah. It's non-existent. Booker's kind of like watching the show by himself and every once in a while, like, exclaiming things. <laughs> Whoa, look at it's that! Just, it, it's hard, because there were moments uh, between Byron and Corey Graves that literally would make me laugh out loud, which is it's kind of rare to get from commentary. I mean, I'll never forget the one time where, where Byron said he, he had a nickname for his stomach. And then at one point, Corey's like, why don't you just go feed Tammy? I laugh so yeah. loud. Like, there's moments where you just have that chemistry, and unfortunately, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's hard to... <laughs> one time, Byron said something. I don't remember what it was. It was like some lame joke, and Graves just went, shut up, Byron. Like, like <laughs> yeah. that was just, it was so funny, though. It's very brotherly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with Booker, it's like, he's a legend. You know that. You can only poke a legend so often, and... Uh... He's like an old boxer. You don't know what's going on in there, but he's, he's seen some things. <laughs> Things. Yeah. <laughs> so you just kind of go, yeah, all right, mm. champ, and then you kind of go on with whatever you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, but the Revival were fantastic. Nonetheless, uh, the Swanton for the win. So the Hardys come up the ramp. They face off at the Revival. They start duking it out. Next thing you know, the club comes up on the ring. They all fight it out, and the Hardys, they fly, and they take everyone out, and then the Hardys stand tall. So, But then you also we got... You know, Ambrose and Rollins at some point. What's going on, Marquia, with the tag team division? Because you just have Sheamus and Cesaro hanging out, having a great time. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're standouts, if only for the simple fact that they just seem to be so comfortable with themselves. They're so comfortable, mm-hmm. and I love it. But with the, the tag team division, it just seems, okay, so Matt and Jeff aren't very broken because you know they they had a good match so Mm -hmm. so that broken thing i think that's gonna be up on the shelf they're unbroken they're unbroken like if they were getting close they're not anymore Mm -hmm. uh revival showing more and and in fact in even putting them on the mic really enjoyed that move you know fleshes them out for everybody else Mm -hmm. uh and then you know gals and anderson kind of on cruise control for me Mm -hmm. yeah still kind of still kind of the same guys yeah there 
So, what? yeah, yeah. I mean, Seamus and Cesaro are still the standouts for me for this. They yeah. were major players in New Japan, uh, Gallows and Anderson, and yeah. would love to see them get a more prominent role in WWE. I think they have so much more to offer than what we've seen of them in their run here so far. They're big guys. They're talented guys. Anderson would main event occasionally in mm-hmm. New Japan and was fantastic at it. Great matches with Okada and other folks. And uh, would love to see some of that as they continue on their run. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what uh, what direction they can go. But, yeah, I mean, everyone knows how great they are. Um, I, I just don't know where where they're going to. They're just in the good hand position right now. You need yeah. an extra tag team that can really put on a show every mm-hmm. night of the week. You mm-hmm. call the club. That's that's their position right now. Mm-hmm. What they're capable of is so much greater than what they're actually doing yep. right now. But that's not taking away from what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. not phoning it in. They're really putting in work every night of the week. Mm-hmm. They're putting on great matches tonight with the Hardys. It was it was great. They made the Hardys look really credible while not taking away anything from themselves. Yep. They're, both of these teams are great tag teams, and you're watching them in there. You get you get that. That function it's it's electricity it's it's brilliant but you you've got to see a little bit more evolution from the club there they've yeah. got it there's that? there's something that's that's not changed it's too much the same we need to change something a little bit maybe add more members to said club a club of two is kind of small right so maybe <laughs> add a couple of members and also the revival you talk about you know evolving the the revival have certainly done that you know a year ago they weren't really saying much. Next thing you know, oh my God, like, you know, Dawson's crushing it on the mic every single time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Dash can throw his little, he'll throw a dash in there occasionally. But like, <laughs> Dawson is so damn funny and so entertaining on the mic. And not to mention their in-ring work has just been getting applauded by everyone, justifiably oh, yeah. so. They're awesome. You gotta get them there. And mm-hmm. so then, of course, you still have the Hardys who, God, they, they drink the fountain of youth every Something. day. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing the yoga. <laughs> they are. The DDP, the DDP they, yoga. There they are. They are yes, not broken are. right now, that's mm-hmm. for sure, which is a good thing. I wouldn't mind another, just one more face tag team, though. I'm glad that they have a Rollins and Ambrose, uh, you know, dancing around each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a courting ritual of the yeah. two of them. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't mind having, like, one more solid face tag team for mm. the division. I don't even know if there technically is one. No, <laughs> not, not that I can count. Yeah, right. right. Um, so who would it be? Bring back the colognes as good guys. Puerto uh, Rico's beautiful, you guys. What's wrong is. with going to Puerto Rico? Yeah, nothing. I'd love to go, go to one of their timeshares in Puerto I'm Rico. You, those brochures are something else. <laughs> yeah, someone wants to send me. I'm going. Let's go. There it is. What? <laughs> the shining stuff. Yeah. I love it. Let's see. Uh, idea from Zeno Hour. How about this? Seamus Cesaro versus Rollins Ambrose for the titles. Hardys versus Revival versus Club for number one contender. Yeah. Or tag team money in the bank match at SummerSlam. Here's the thing. You can't just throw Rollins and Ambrose in a tag team title match. They haven't won a single match together. Um, That's got to be what they're building towards, I've, though. I've, yeah, I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> That's got to be where it's going. The way this show played out, yeah. Lo- logic? that is literally where we're going. No, yeah, logic. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're yeah. right, but the question... I mean, you got to win a few matches, right? No. You're probably no. right. You're right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's think about it. With, uh, with Shazaro, like, we... They... Okay, they were thrown together, but then we they kind of earned it, you know, yeah. after that. You know, we got it. Right, they got matching kilts. You know, that, <laughs> which I loved, love that. They look like a real tag team now. I'm telling you. They hang out backstage and just watch other matches and are very relaxed. That's right. They, they just chill back there and are buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should have another bar scene with them where it's just like a bar fight just starts. But then have it kind of like that scene in uh, the Knights, the Knightsman. 
the King uh, the nice. Kingsman. Kingsman. King. Oh, great movie. Yeah, Oof. have it have it be like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dean and Ambrose, I'm sorry, Dean and Seth Rollins are backstage in the locker room, and they basically don't trust, uh, Dean does not trust Seth. I don't care what you do, I don't trust you. Bam, end of that. Uh, Seth is in back. Oh, go ahead. My favorite, I just want to say quickly, my favorite part about this segment is Dean was like, I don't want to get burned again, man. And Seth was like, you won't. And Seth's literally wearing a t-shirt that says, burn it all down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's some quality control being missed in this segment. Uh (laughs) Maybe we're at the other. (laughs) Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all this content for you, the listener, free of charge, is our amazing sponsors. Today, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is one of those sponsors. Beach Too Sandy. Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister duo Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy or a barista who's just too friendly or maybe a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about everything. Prepare for equal amounts laughter and eye-rolling. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans, or DMVs in Phoenix. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find Find you the best of the worst. Listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach Too Sandy. <laughs> Maybe we're the freaking show. <laughs> yeah, <that promo. laughs> and then after the commercial break, Seth is walking backstage. Seamus and Cesaro come up. They start, you know, just poking at him, making fun of him, you know, calling him all types of things. And then Seth gets mad and says, I want a match. Seamus says, no problem. I got your match. Cruiserweight. TJP, Tony Nese, Davari take it on Cedric, Rich Swan, and Tazawa. A lot of fun stuff in this six-man tag, Hobo. Very fast, fast-paced, a lot of things going on. It felt to me to be a little bit thrown together, but in the end, you really you get to see Tazawa and the story about his shoulder unfolding before you. Uh, it's still injured, still very tender, very sore, and... Uh, uh, Titus O'Neil almost throwing in the towel again at an early time, but uh, I, it seems like they're getting to be a little bit more cohesive to Zawa and Titus O'Neil mm-hmm. because the, the match was allowed to continue by Titus O'Neil and uh, ended up Tozawa get ended up getting the win. Yep. So that's it's a good sign, and I think this might be going on to a, a, a title match. Pretty quick here. SummerSlam, to me, it looks like it's going to be Tozawa and, and Neville, unless they want to throw a multi-person match in there, because this would probably be the only Cruiserweight match for sure on the card. Yeah, I don't think a, a multi-man match would do anybody any any good, really. Yeah. yeah. Just no, have then, the singles. Then it would be like the women's divisions at times. Yeah. 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 Very much so, but I like what Titus and Tozawa are doing. I, I think Titus has been really good in this role. And Titus got a new shirt, mm-hmm. so obviously his, his stock's We're doing alive. pretty good. It's true. It was funny. I, I, he he was tweeting it, and somebody else tweeted it, and I was like, I actually like the shirt. And he retweeted that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just said I liked it, and he actually retweeted it. I, I, I guess he's really trying to get buzz going and sure. really trying to get yeah. people interested. Titus Worldwide is here. Titus Brand. And I like the fact that Booker took a stance. Like, when he has a point and he sticks to it, he doesn't like Titus Brand. He doesn't like Big Baller Brand. He's like, I don't like Brand. I like that, that at least he has a, a, a thought <laughs> yeah. about that. Right. He's a, a specific point of view on that. Yeah. I dig that. That was pretty cool. There was good focus on Tozawa in this segment overall, to the... To the point, though, that I felt bad for his partners because they couldn't, they weren't even allowed to come to the ring with him. (laughs) They were already his own teammates. His own teammates were already in the ring. I guess Titus does not let Tozawa walk to the ring with with other people. 
with non-Titus Worldwide wrestlers. If, if you put Rich Swan up against Sozawa, Rich Swan's going to get a better response. Oh, Rich Swan, oh that might have been it. He's huh? fun. Swan yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Tumbleweed Sentons in stereo was phenomenal. And then, yes. of course, another Senton for the win. So, uh, yeah, Rich Swan's incredible. I mean, Cedric's a ridiculous athlete. Yeah. So. yeah. There was a, I liked some of the nice personality flair that Tony Nese was giving mm-hmm. uh, in the ring. He was like this little, he looked like a little Greek god. He does. <laughs> it is. Doing yeah. With all Great of this Your pocket everything. god. Ex- yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was a pocket god. <laughs> he <hate> that. <laughs> cruiserweights. Whatever. At least he's a god. Yeah. True that. Looks pretty yeah. good. <laughs> all right. Miz TV with Jason Jordan. You know, Miz was on fire here. Yeah. I mean, just really trying to get something out of Jason Jordan. Calling Angle a washed up jock who got his job out of pity, offers him a job in the Miz Taraj. I mean, you watch a segment like this, this is where they say, you know what, put the Miz out there with him. He'll make something happen. And this is how good the Miz has gotten. I mean, he, he, you can't deny he owned this entire segment. Yeah, Jordan, of course, he you know got gave Miz his comeuppance along with the, the, the Miz Taraj, but boy, was he good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I liked how Miz just started mimicking his voice at a certain point. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, oh, like this is like beautiful bullying. Like this is bullying in a yes end way, and this is <laughs> this is great. He was ripping on your people in your home state, Johnny. Said they've got nothing going on. Oh. They're stuck. That was that really got great I mean, heat. Like the crowd got got. Pennsylvania doesn't have a lot going on. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. It's true. No, I mean, look, it, it, we're very we're passionate about our sports teams because mm-hmm. there isn't, between Philly and Pittsburgh, I mean, yeah, those are the two major cities in Pennsylvania, but there isn't a lot going on. I mean, especially in the winter when the weather sucks. Yes. we got sports. So his Twitter, truth. his Twitter is jquasto. <laughs> At I hate Pennsylvania. And, and guess what? Anyone from Pennsylvania would tweet me and agree. <laughs> I'm not dissing my home state. I love my home state. I mention it all the time. I'm just saying there's a reason why certain cities love sports more than others. In L.A., I know f- passionate L.A. fans say, oh, we love the Lakers. I get it. There's still well, well more fair weather. You know why? Because the weather's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, right well, now we're talking about the Dodgers. Thank you very much. Yeah, they're pretty damn mm-hmm. good. They're they're killing it right now. Best game, best team in baseball. Damn straight. Um, but yeah, this segment was really cool. I mean, Jordan, I st- I still want to get something more. Yeah, me too. Give me some fire, dude. Get mad. You know talking about your dad. You know who he's reminding me of? Rocky Maivia. Like bit. when he when the Rock first came out, and it was like oh. I'm a smiley great guy that's always happy about everything, mm. and it's like eesh. Give I don't know. Jason Jordan just yeah. got to Raw. Let him Give go. it a minute. Yeah. When, when Miz was calling the Kurt Angle out for all of his stuff, true or false, whatever uh, you want to call ruin it. Ruin his career. Jason Jordan <laughs> didn't call him dad. He called him Kurt. Right, this I noticed is that. all still super fresh and new. Yep. You just yeah. got to give it some time. Jason Jordan's still not as comfortable in a Raw ring as the Miz is in a Raw ring. Mm-hmm. And you see it tonight. The Miz sitting back in that chair surrounded by his Miz Tarash looked as comfortable and as smug and greasy as any POS human I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And Jason Jordan is just too humble to really call him out yet. You get that fire. Trust me, you'll get it. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get fire, but it's still new. It is. A minute. And to follow up my point, uh, we got Zeno Hour in the chat roll saying, I'm from Pennsylvania. It's 100% true. <laughs> 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 just saying, uh, yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Yeah. Because uh, we, we've seen that fire before when he was in the, the ring. Oh, yeah, with, he's um, got it. Yeah. It was uh, Kurt Hawkins or 
Oh, I'm just making. Yeah, it was his first match. Was yeah, his first yeah. Match. And yes. remember him ripping off that shirt and like hitting Wolverine mode. Yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. he's intense. He's, he's got it. He's just got to get comfortable. I think also I have faith. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I do have faith that there is a larger story being told between uh, Jordan and Kurt Angle that's going to play out long term. You would think. And yes, and that the beginning part of this is I'm the sweet, happy kid who's just excited to be here version of this guy that I'm sure is going to evolve as the weeks go on. Or I hope. It could go one way or the other. Yes. Yes. He could take advantage of the fact that Kurt is his father, or he could just sort of luck his way into things, or Kurt gives him things because he's his son. Right. just don't know. The the possibilities are endless because we haven't seen their personalities interplay with each other. Kurt Angle's never been in this scenario before. Jason Jordan's never been in this scenario before. It's completely new, so we get to see these people evolve and change as as business people, as family, it, it's really, it's going to be something to watch, and you got to watch close. Mm-hmm. You definitely do. Now, moving on, Bray Wyatt, this whole thing with Finn Balor, it, it's it's something. Bray said a lot tonight. He said a lot of words. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to summarize it. He we need a translator. <laughs> yeah, he is everywhere. Finn Balor essentially has a voiceless voice. Uh, proving to everyone what is the Balor? He basically said what we've asked. What is the Balor Club? Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know. It's kind of what he said. And mm-hmm. a lot of sinners uh, going to pay for the sins. That whole kind of thing. And what I digged about this though, the lights stayed out. The lights came back on. Balor had his back turned and just challenged Bray to do whatever he wanted. Then bam, the Pele kick. Got uh, it. I knew oh, it was, was coming nice. too. I've mm-hmm. seen him wrestle too many times to not know to never grab him from the back or the front or the sides. Yeah, just, <laughs> just stay away from him when he's not moving. It's when he's his most dangerous. It's when mm-hmm. he's standing still. Mm-hmm. It was pretty great. I thought it was a great little moment. I thought it was a great little moment. Fun interplay between these two guys. Um... I don't understand a word Bray Wyatt's saying, but I like the rest <laughs> of the segment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know I'm a Bray Wyatt fan. You know I am. Mm. I I need a Dakota ring for yeah. like that. This particular this particular speech mm. it just seemed a little bit everywhere. It kind of reminded me of um I forget the name Ultimate you know, Warrior. Oh, I mean, Bray madness. That was a little different. Bray Wyatt uh, makes a lot more sense than the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. yeah. No, I was thinking of a Steve Martin movie where he was a fake preacher and he would just oh, yeah. make up uh he would make up sermons. And then oh, yeah. there was like a Speaking one particular tongues. scene. Was that? Was that <laughs> Speaking it? in tongues. No, no, no. The movie. I know what you're talking I about. Though. The yeah, movie yeah. Was. Is it called Preacher Man? No. no, but it's like there was this one scene where it's like, oh yeah, we uh, we bet that we couldn't put words into his speech and he could make it sound, you know, feasible. Mm. And one of the terms was aluminum siding, and he made it work. Yeah. So I don't know. Just the speech reminded me of a conglomeration of things. Cheryl, what was the name of that Steve Martin movie? Let us know. I know it's. Uh, I'm. I know I've seen it. But sometimes I think Bray Wyatt needs more of a, a statement instead of a manifesto. Because he'll go out every night with, with, you know, a book this thick and read it to you. But some nights you just give me one sheet of paper. Just bring it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're overfeeding us with words and you're brilliant. We know you're brilliant. Just take it back a notch. Treat us like we're dumb. We are dumb. Just try and talk to us, not at us. Should we, I mean, are we assuming this will be a one-on-one at SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think so, yeah. This has to be. Hmm. Is this right? just what another? Yeah, going it's got to be. Right now. I mean, this to me, it looks like oh, this This might be one of those no contest matches, or it's going to be another one where, where Bray Wyatt just kind of gets stuck on an island again afterwards. I don't know. 
I hope not. Yeah, yeah, this man has spent most of his life on an island. Well, both they both are right now. Balor is. Yeah. Why it is? Yeah. Who gets off the? Who island? gets off the island? It should be an island match. We'll see. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It'd be amazing. Oh, here's the triple threat, y'all: Samoa Joe, Braun, Roman Reigns, and uh, wow, this was physical. Um, at one point, Roman ran <laughs> ran full speed into a big boot from Braun. <laughs> Uh, I will say this nicely. Braun introduced the stairs. <laughs> he did. By throwing them in the ring. He did. And uh, surprise ending here. As Braun went to hit Roman with the stairs, Roman kind of reversed it, nails Braun with the stairs outside of the ring, spear on Joe, one, two, three. So Roman Reigns gets the uh, the three count threat with three weeks before SummerSlam. Man, I was surprised, yeah. especially with Brock in the house. I thought we're not going to we're going to see Brock come in, crush everybody, mm-hmm. big brawl. I was really surprised. Yeah. You know, I I don't think Brock cares. So <laughs> I'm not surprised I didn't see him cuz why why would he care? Right. Everybody's fighting for his belt. Let them fight each other. Let them break each other. Why should he actually give any I, thought to these people? He's making money tonight. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't care. He stands there and he smiles and children quiver. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's fine. And chat room, thank you. It's called Leap of Faith. Leap, Leap of Faith. faith. Leap, of faith. Leap of Faith. Yes, that's yes. the one. It. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, this match, though. Wow. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah. Super solid. enjoyed it. Very solid. It went I mean, everywhere. I'm, I'm, yeah, 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 I'm kind yeah, of surprised it didn't, it didn't main event. You know? Yeah, I was a little shocked. Right? I, I yeah. thought it was an easy, an easy one for for main event for this evening, and uh, here it is, end of hour two. Yeah, and it I'm, just it, now, now. What time is it? You know, I'm, I'm very a, surprising. I'm, a, I'm okay with it because it it keeps you interested, keeps you watching for that full three hours. But then it's also like, well, what are they going to end with if they have this? Right. I felt like this was the match yeah. that everybody wanted to see, and so to give it to them this early, everybody would be going, okay, I saw what I wanted. I'm going to change the channel now. Click, click. Unless there was something else in the primetime ratings that they wanted to compete with. I don't really know. I don't watch TV for the most part, but mm-hmm. that could have been the reason. I don't really know. Because, yeah, they do do that sometimes. They'll yeah. counter-program stuff that are on other channels. When this match ended, though, it did very much feel like, because it was the exact right time, like, that was a great two-hour Raw. You know, yeah. like, it was like, that was a solid two-hour Raw, and now it should be ending. <laughs> you know, it was about, like, the old days of two-hour Raws, because it was like, the main event just happened, and it's over. And it's, it's 7-10, or whatever it was. It was interesting, because after this was over, I was like, well, what's going to close the show? Like, well, I had no clue. Yeah, we, we did find out. Yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, to Roman wins this match... Huh. Hmm. And and in very, very clean fashion, Roman Mm. Reigns won this flat out. Yeah. There wasn't any close call. He 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 just won. Pinned Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, he did. So what yeah. But they had they had some good back and forth though. Samoa Joe was really I I like that he you, he utilizes the coquina clutch, but he doesn't do it in the same way that. Do you remember? Uh, well, Jack Swagger would do the patriot, uh, the patriot lock. Sure. And then it got to the point that that would be like the first thing that he would do when mm-hmm. he was going up against like, Rusev or, He'd go or for anybody. It. He'd exactly. Try it. And it's just like, okay, just stop. You're more than this justice finisher. <laughs> I I don't feel that way with Samoa Joe. I mean, we saw it, like, what, three or four times during this match? But even it was one of those things. You can't get that 
that lock on too early in a triple threat or mm -hmm. a four-way because at one point he actually did get it on Reigns and then here comes Strowman and Oof. knocks the crap out of both of them. Yeah. It's it's dangerous because of a man like Strowman. If you have a smaller guy, then maybe you have to watch out for a, a drop kick. But with Strowman in, if you have that on, both of you are getting creamed. So it's he has to use it in very selective ways. It has to be one of those things of, okay, we got a man down on the outside. I got nobody coming at me. Clutch time. Mm -hmm. And then you choke out the man that you got in front of you and hope the other guy doesn't wake up before this guy passes out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, an interesting feeling with this match was feeling like Reigns was the, uh, the, the easier pin out of all three. So it was like, well, I had that feeling with it. Because you had Braun mm -hmm. Strowman, and then you had Samoa Joe. And when Samoa Joe put Braun into the Coquina Clutch, like right there at the barricade, and Braun's just like kind of tapping him, and it's like, oh, eyes are rolling back. I'm like, uh, you know what? I don't think Reigns is going to be able to get him off of him. Ah. Yeah, I, I actually had that feeling. I mean, at SummerSlam, if, if Brock does end up leaving and doesn't hold the title, I still think Samoa Joe is the best way to go. And then maybe Braun somewhere down the road, but they could really go for the shocker and have... Cause you, I mean, I think Braun winning a title might make some mainstream media. Just look at him. You know what I mean? I don't know. Tough yeah. to say. I think Samoa Joe is a, has a larger reach because of his... His uh, longer career path. Sure, sure. And, mm. and you know, he could really get in the octagon, too, and do some things. Mm -hmm. This I'm glad that they did this as a, as a fatal four-way. This is one of the reasons why, as we're sitting here talking, it's like, it's we legitimately are like, have no idea who could win this thing. You could see pros and cons to everybody. Baron Corbin could cash in. Yeah, uh, I think it's a, I think it's actually, a, it's a really fun main event. Could he? No. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you never know. Anything can happen in the WWE. Carmella could cash Anything in. Anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Why not cash in at SummerSlam? Really, really quickly, I can't. I, I will say and can say with some certainly, certainty, no, he cannot. <laughs> what? Uh, we had we had Brian James Road Dog on Xbox One Two Sixty a couple weeks ago, and we talked about it specifically for the women's championship. But we had brought up if she can, ch if whoever wins could challenge for the Raw Women's Championship. She said no. We're keeping it, or he said no. We're going to keep it SmackDown focused. So I assume that that's the same for the the men's briefcase as well. There you go. He can be throwing you off. Come on, he's protecting his own interests. I'll yeah. Protect your interests. Let's see a try. <laughs> you get over here right now. We're not finished with you. Enzo in show in the locker room. He thanks Big Show and Show says, you know, Cass needs to learn about respect, and I can teach that. So. Bam. That's our main event for the night coming up. But first, let's walk with Elias, y'all. Johnny, <laughs> listen, I, I don't mean to tell you how to do your job, but you completely missed a match here. I did. You did. Oh, Sheamus and yeah. Seth Rollins. I did miss that. You know, I was oh, wow. driving and my, my phone got messed up, so I'm sorry. Go for it. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting match. Seth Rollins kind of was, was the faster guy, but he definitely wasn't really in, in the driver's seat for the majority of this match. It was Sheamus. And uh, Cesaro, on the whole, was was not not getting involved, but he played mm -hmm. just enough of a role in this match to get the tide to turn towards Sheamus if Rollins was ever on a roll. It was, it was a, brilliant, a brilliant piece of play, but that wasn't necessarily the most important part of this match was at the, the end of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that the bar collectively just beat the absolute stuffing out of Rollins mm -hmm. after he actually managed to get a victory on That's Sheamus. right, he got yeah. the victory, almost so some of the sunset flip roll, roll up. up, yeah, and yeah. then... Yeah. 
Uh, Dean eventually came to help. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Hey, he came to help. It's what a- do you want from the man? He let come out at all. He still has a bad taste in his mouth, and he's told this man over and over again, "Be like, yeah, I know other people want it, but it's what I want." You know, like I'm a person. You know, I kind of wanted I them to you. just showing backstage, just like sitting, watching the monitor, watching Rollins getting beat up, like licking an ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, he's got some cotton candy, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, I think I'm just gonna let this happen. <laughs> Possibly, but yes. Uh, so yes, bad match did happen. Of course, the bar yeah. still taking full advantage and there. That's the reason why Ambrose and Rollins are going to challenge for the title. Absolutely, because they're the only ones who actually have a victory over the bar. Yeah, and how about that beautiful uh, lunatic fringe moment when he had just gotten beat down Mm. by Cesaro and Sheamus, Mm. and they look back over their shoulders. He's like, yeah, come on. I'm not done. But they're (laughs) going to... I'm not done. I'm not finished with you. They're going to have to win some kind of gauntlet or something with all these... With the Hardys, the Revival. They're doing their own thing. They're not even paying attention to the champions. They're too busy fighting amongst themselves to actually pay attention to what the belts are doing. (sighs) No, sense. no they're, they're distracted, and I understand why. Okay. They just sort of, they keep beating each other, and they want to absolutely prove supremacy between those three teams. So, and they, they basically have to, because neither, none of them have beaten the actual champions. Now we actually have a team that have a pin victory over one of them, one of the champions, singularly. Okay. Which right. still counts. Right. Yes. I still say that he's not just going to name them number one contenders. I think there's going to have to be some kind of... Well, we got three weeks. We do have three weeks, which is about nine plus hours of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> and think. then, and then yes. Mania, of course, uh, uh, the champions could always be like, we really want them to be the number one right. contenders. So there's always that possibility. Yeah. They could challenge them or yeah. whatever. Because yeah. why wouldn't they want to fight them? The champions are looking at their challengers going, these guys can't get along for anything. Right. It's an easy night. Come on, let's fight them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got two more Raws before SummerSlam, so we'll see what happens oh. there. Right. Next, uh, Walk With Elias. He sings a lovely song about his hometown of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Interrupted by Kalisto. Kalisto gets a little bit of offense in, but overall Elias overpowers him. For the W, but man, Elias is getting strong reactions. Yeah, yeah. he's just Elias now, guys. I think that I, guess I so. think the, the Samson is over. Everyone yeah. loses their last name yeah. at some point. Maybe or they they gain a last name. Charlotte was Charlotte, and then she became Charlotte Flair. Yeah, Ooh. she gained one. Yeah, Cesaro used to have a first name, doesn't anymore. <laughs> he was Antonio Cesaro when he first came. Remember? Oh wow! Yeah, I remember. I remember, and I, I God. Yeah, remember I why they got rid of it. And too. Rusev used to have a first name. He did, yeah. he did he? He used to have a yeah. last name. Rusev was he Bosch- black? Where was he? What was <laughs> Alexander Rusev? <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. Yes. God, you yes. remember better than I do. Boy, yeah. I guess Finn yeah. beat Elias and took his last name last week, right? No, That's he, what happened. Elias beat him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did he just quit, give up his last name? We'll never know. No, we won't. Uh, well, there aren't any other Eliases, so. Elias mm-hmm. Brothers Big Boy. It's a restaurant chain, you guys. Okay. <laughs> I still see those from time to time. There are a couple of them still exist. On the road, you still see them, I think. So, yes, Elias with the win there. Alexa Bliss backstage saying she's glad she's facing Bailey. She doesn't want to face Sasha again. She's not nervous about Bailey. Bailey, she couldn't get hardcore. She, she couldn't win in her hometown. And it's going to be essentially an easy match for her at SummerSlam. And uh, Sasha's doing a media tour, I guess, or something? Sure. Yeah, I've seen, like seen pictures and videos. She's uh, somewhere doing something. There you go. Ain't my job. That's true. Uh, Bailey and Nia Jax. Boy, this was this was uh, uncomfortable, guys. So yeah. It looked like as Nia was tossing Bailey out of the ring, it's always going underneath the ropes, man. People run into problems. It's it's all about 
positioning. That's what makes you the angle. Well, it's, it's what makes makes wrestling great because you never know at any given time when a when an injury is going to occur. Mm-hmm. Like everybody says, you know, wrestling is whatever you want to say about it, but it's like the most dangerous thing you can imagine. Yes, it is. It's it, even even the ropes mm-hmm. themselves are are in a way dangerous. I've hurt my back running the ropes before regularly. No trip or nothing. You hit the rope wrong, and all of a sudden you feel that twinge, and your legs can't move, and you go, oh, God, I'm so screwed right now. Yeah. Mm. Now that was basically what happened with Bailey. And you saw Enzo knock himself out on the ropes. Yeah. Right. right They there. showed us that over and over again. And so I don't think it was the ropes necessarily. I think Bailey, just the way she landed and rolled out. And to avoid it, the ropes. Yeah, oh. and then as the match went on, she was having more and more issues. It, we talked about this already. It looked kind of like an AC joint. That's a pretty common thing. And when that kind of goes out of place, it really makes the arm feel very weak and very insecure. Now... She must. I, I've I've done it to both shoulders. It's tough. Um, Which one did I do? I was, you did my left. I did work on yeah, your left. Yeah, yeah, you did my left. Uh, and that was that was in a match. The right I hurt in training was very mild, but the left I hurt mid match, and it was a title match, so I didn't have the luxury of going. Well, maybe I should stop. Sure. Um, but it, it's 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 a tough injury. If it is as mild as you say, then she should be able to tape it up. Because all it is is, what, three three different pieces of tissue that hold your collarbone actually to your shoulder. Mm. And it's those that, if they stretch, then that's why your collarbone pops up out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you if it's mild enough, you can put the collarbone back in place and then just tape the hell out of it so it doesn't happen again. Um, but if it's if it's something other than that, then we have a, a serious problem. Well, yeah. no matter what, I think Bailey needs a hug tonight. Yeah, just yeah. not on the right I mean? shoulder. Oh. She needs a hug. Just don't hug that shoulder. She needs a gentle hug. I'm sure Vince McMahon was ready to hug her as soon as she got backstage. Oh, right. I'm sure that's the first thing I think of when I think of You know what I mean? I think it's he, like, that man's a hugger. I think, yeah. I think he's a hugger. I think he provides that type of tenderness. I mean, I, I do like how the match ended. She narrowly escaped Nia Jax and got a count out after Alexa Bliss tried to interfere. So I like how that, I don't know if that was the, the way the match was supposed to go, but yeah, mm-hmm. she was really, really favoring that right shoulder. Yeah. I, yeah. When I hurt mine, I, I didn't hold it as tightly as she was holding hers. Mm. She, she took a couple swings with it, but it's weird. I was trying to look to see if, because when the AC joint separates, you can clearly see it. I had a hard time noticing anything was different. It could have been a rotator cuff strain, too. That's possible. Yeah. Mm. So the rotator cuff strain, you have nothing blocking you. It's just, can you get through the pain of swinging? So it could be that huh. as well. Let's hope it wasn't anything worse than that. Yeah, because she's got a big match coming up at SummerSlam in just a few weeks. Never a good time to get hurt, but especially now. So let's hope, uh, you know, and then again, it could be all wrestling. Well, yeah, <laughs> just could be wrestling, no matter, y'all. No matter if she's she's actually hurt or if this is some sort of of on screen scenario, this absolutely proves how dangerous Nia Jax is and how valuable an alliance with Nia Jax is. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now that perhaps Bailey is hurt, this this could mean that Alexa is unchallenged. The, the face at SummerSlam. That face plant was oh, not nice. Yeah, That's when a, I picked she's her tall. up, and... she's tall. And for a yeah. for a whim, a woman that size, that powerful, you get dropped. You don't want to get up, and occasionally your arm gets away from you, and you watch that landing. She lands right on that right elbow, and that just that'll ruin your night, your weekend, your whole month, your year, your SummerSlam, SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much so. 
Big Cass backstage, really good here. He said, you know, they can't teach me a lesson in respect when they don't even respect themselves. You'll be judged by the company you keep, according to his grandmother. He said, so therefore, Big Show is nothing more than a miscreant, albeit a seven-foot miscreant. I know, uh, Hobo, you're a big fan of, of Big Cass here. Well, hey, I, I, I knew what he was capable of. He's absolutely proving proving a point. He's He's dangerous, not only in the ring, but on the mic. He sounds competent and intelligent, and nothing is more dangerous than a man who's seven feet tall and has the intelligence to back it up. Yes, he does. This was our dream come true. We've been saying for like three weeks, mm-hmm. Enzo needs to move on from Cass. Yes. At least have a good rebound relationship with another big guy, like yeah, Big Show. He likes the big guys, right? so it's like you get him the biggest guy you have yeah. right now. And so he finally managed Big Show against Cass, basically. Basically. <laughs> That's basically what we've been saying for weeks, that we wanted to see this. You know, basically he completely did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically. And this was... It was the way the Raw, you know, Raw closed out. Uh, Big Show of all people is the one left standing tall. He actually knocks out. Yeah. You know, of course, Enzo comes in to help out. Show technically, I guess you could say, Big Cass won via disqualification. Um, Big, Big Cass just swatted him like a fly. Yeah, I mean, we didn't say Enzo would uh, be a good manager. Right. Yeah. He just said he should manage. He's, yeah, he's, he's still a little emotionally involved. <laughs> That's in right. This to actually stand idly by mm-hmm. and be a manager, he's. He's a guy who's using someone else to fulfill his his desires, let's say. There you go. Yeah. And and it looks like Big Show doesn't mind being the rebound, so mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't mind. Um, He's trying to break in one of the new guys. Well, that's know. that's the job of a veteran. Yeah. Especially when you're the only guy who can stare this young cat right in the eye. That's true. So if you think you can run this stuff, you've got another thing coming and I'm gonna show you what's up. And he sure as hell did. I mean, just when you thought Big Cass, well, he's going to walk out tall again. No, Big Show just knocks him cold. <laughs> Enzo and Cass just lay it out. It was like it was like it looked like a, a you know one of those Christmas hams. Like his his <laughs> balled up fist was yeah. that big against the side of uh, Big Cass's face. I want to see him hold a pineapple just to see how <laughs> how that measures up. The Big Show, he got it, and he walked out tall. That's how Raw went off the air. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say this. I mean, there's a lot of different stories that were at least progressing tonight, which is good. Yeah. For a three-hour show, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a, a, a sort of spectacular kind of dazzling raw, but it was everything made sense. Everything was solid. Uh, Storylines made a little bit of progression as we're headed towards SummerSlam. So, yeah. And uh, some of this stuff is building nicely, especially the Rollins uh Ambrose story. I really like how that's developing week to week. I think they're telling a really great story, and when those guys finally team, and I think they will team at SummerSlam and win those tag titles, I think it's really going to be a great moment and mean something. I think Ambrose is really pulling out some great acting skills. He's very very subtle, but at the same time, like you're really believing what he's saying and the fact he doesn't trust him, and so it's it's a good you know back and forth. Yeah, Reigns didn't care at all. He teamed with Rollins like right away. (laughs) Remember, (laughs) they teamed like a long time ago. Reigns was like, all right, I'll be a partner. It was like (laughs) just has either. He has a really big heart, or he's been uh, deceived a lot, and it's just like, ah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. This is life. <laughs> sometimes like a force people, of nature. Sometimes people turn on you and beat you with chairs. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. Oh, I grew up like this. Yeah, is <laughs> 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 how I got tough. I mean, it sure looks like SummerSlam is going to be a big card. Yeah, it's gonna wow. be a, it's gonna be like a six hour show. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be one of those. I think. I mean, between the, and of course SmackDown this week, you have Nakamura and Cena to see. Yeah, uh, for free. Yeah, well, people are surprised that that match Me? is for free. I'm one of Man. them. That's on television. Oh dang! Yeah, that's gonna be a heck of a match. Yeah, it certainly should be. 
There, there's so many matches that are shaping up. It's going to be a long show, guys. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be the biggest slam of the summer. Better get ready. It's going to be by far the biggest slam of the summer. <laughs> no doubt. Well, that's been the show. I think we should all talk about ourselves here. So, uh, Marquia, why don't you go? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Marquia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And then also on Marvel Movie News, which is on Popcorn Talk, our sister network. And I do that Tuesdays at 2.30 p.m. Uh, that's with The Met Key and Koi Jandro. And... Uh, uh, if you are a, a weed enthusiast, um, I did a show today called Edibles on uh, Z420.com. Uh, they wanted a Doctor Who expert, so I went and talked about Doctor <laughs> Who on an edible show. Is that because they got high and didn't understand it? Uh well, one of the questions that they asked was, oh, you happened. watch a lot of Doctor Who. Have you ever watched it high? And I was like, why are you... Like, it's the answer to everything. Why are you like a stereotype in a movie? <laughs> Did they give you a goodie bag? Yeah, they, they gave me a little bag of edibles to take with me. You're going to okay, share. Oh, that, anytime you want to. All fair, guys. <laughs> Off Mark Warzeka. <laughs> All my social is at Mark Warzeka, M-A-R-C-W-A-R-Z-E-C-H-A. With a name like mine, you, you have to spell it. Also, I got the special guest again this week on one of the newest shows here at... at, 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 at. After Buzz. Got it. <laughs> um, it's called Ringside Pop. Our buddy Dale Rutledge hosts it, yeah. along with Kia Stevens, who we all know as Awesome Karma. Kong and Amazing Kong, and Karma from WWE, and Rocky Romero was a special guest this week, and I got the special guest in Marty Elias from WWE. We talked all about Japan. Japan yes. is the oh. subject of this. And some really great stories, actually, from Kia and from Rocky about wrestling in Japan and the differences in culture. And I had a chance to do a special segment out at Long Beach interviewing some fans that were going to the New Japan show there that was a lot of fun and I think you'll like so check that out if you can uh, after Buzz new show Ringside Pop and it's there also you go. on iTunes it also has its own feed on iTunes if you want to subscribe there perfect mm-hmm. yeah please subscribe Hobo well I'm at True Hobo on the Twitter speaking of Rocky Romero he's mm-hmm. actually going to be a guest on our NXT after show mm-hmm. this Wednesday we do it live after NXT airs that's at 6pm Yep, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, which whatever, wherever you are, yeah, it's on a thing. Google it. Go get a, go get a shirt at uh, nxteam.spreadshirt.com. There you go. Mark B. Donica. That was the wrong knob. Uh, you, can <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Make sure to check out Ringside Pop as well as Xbox 12360 and all of our other wrestling after shows here. Uh, and I wanted to congratulate uh, Lillian Garcia on her new podcast with Podcast One. Uh, make sure to go check her out there. I know some people were looking for an update on that. You can find out more information on her Twitter at Lillian Garcia. Um, but check out our SmackDown after show tomorrow, NXT on Wednesday, Lucha Underground on Thursdays. And uh, I do a bunch of weird stuff. Make sure to follow me uh, follow <laughs> at uh, Mark Donica. I just started a gaming show on Popcorn Talk Network. If you are a gamer, please come by. It's a fun uh, gaming culture show called Inventory Full. We'd love to have you. Back to you, Johnny. All right, I'm going to keep it real simple, guys. My album drops in less than two days. Midnight tomorrow night, essentially August 2nd. This is like one of the biggest moments in my comedy career. I've been doing comedy for 12 years. It's an album I'm so proud of. All I ask is for your support. Spend a couple of bucks. It's 71 minutes. You're going to really enjoy it. Go to quastoalbum.com. You can pre-order on iTunes or Amazon. Or on August 2nd, it's going to be available on all digital platforms as well as all the streamers and uh, hopefully satellite radio sometime soon. So, yeah, just uh, that's. I think you're going to like it, and I'll love you for it. I know a lot of you already ordered the album. I can't thank you enough. And just keep those fingers crossed that I'm number one on iTunes or Amazon once Wednesday hits. So, thanks for watching watching guys thanks for listening we love you see you next week from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.